Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Oh, we are experiencing some real London weather here in Uganda today. Like, it's bananas. It's like, I don't know if this is now just officially their rain season. I have an Scooby, but let me just say that by like three in the morning, all the way through till about 11. It's just like off and on crazy winds. It's crazy. And um, I wanted to share, but the main thing that I wanted to share was the laughable part that this country just stops. Like we're talking when it rains, it is acceptable to show up to work a half a day late. Like I'm not kidding you. Like we're not talking one hour, not talking two hours. It is just like, oh, it rained. So maybe I'll see you by three o'clock this afternoon. I instantly, I mean, maybe this is just me being like crazy Ashley, but probably not. And maybe you can relate to this. And maybe you spent some time in New York City where like a car could crash, a train could fail, you could have food poisoning. And we're talking like out the top and out the bottom and you better get there to work on time. Like it is a thing. Like it is a, maybe perhaps a badge of honor that like I still wear from my 16 years of being in New York, but I literally like timing, I'm a stickler and it's just crazy to me. And I just laugh. Like I'm, I, yeah, I just laugh. I look out the window and I'm like, Oh yeah, today, actually today is a great day to go to the grocery store because no one will be there. There we go. There, there's some positivity in the rain here in Uganda. And just to clarify, I'm just going on a little bit of a tangent, but uh, to clarify that my next guest on the Busy Mumsy podcast today has absolutely nothing to do with timing. Nothing. Like she's not building a career in time. Um, oh, but actually, here's a little note. Um, I guess today's timing is actually perfect for she and I to meet because we both were in the fitness scene for many years in London, and yet we never crossed paths with this, which is bananas to me because I've always admired her from afar. So um, this is exciting. Well, today I am welcoming Rianne Stevenson onto the Busy Mumsy podcast. Rianne is a registered nutritional therapist, naturopath, and has been in the forefront of the fitness industry for the past six years. And let me just say she has crushed it. She has informed experience in the fitness and functional medicine. Rian founded Arta in 2020 with the launch of its flagship retreat property in Spain. 
Passionate and energetic, she is dedicated to tackling the root cause of illness through preventative medicine and positive lifestyle choices, and strives to empower individuals to reach new levels of physical and emotional health. Rian formulates all her products herself. I mean, I just think that in itself is pretty freaking badass and very inspiring for anyone who is tuning in as an entrepreneur. She uses the latest in science research and the most potent practitioner strength and premium quality ingredients. The range of the supplements address some of the most common root causes of imbalances, including gut health, insulin dysregulation, inflammation, hormone imbalance, impaired detoxification. Now, the list keeps on going on and on and on. The words get bigger and bigger. And well, that is not my wheelhouse. So I'm going to let Rian explain all of it. So let's welcome her. Let's dive into this week's Busy Mumsy podcast because I'm just really looking forward to meeting her. Rianne Stevenson, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really pumped to chat. I am so stoked to finally, finally, underline finally, I'm going to (laughs) say, finally meet you. Um, As I am, well, afar now, but um, when I was living in the UK, I was very much a fan of yours, little do you know, and we're meeting now many years later, but um, you are just a huge icon. You're like Beyonce in the UK in the oh, fitness stop market. it. No, look at this. Listen, I am your hype girl. That's the best I thing anyone has ever said to me. You, <laughs> like, hands down. <laughs> listen, listen, I, when I get my microphone in my hand, I instantly become someone's hype girl and I, oh, I love God. it. And um, I love... I love what you have done as an entrepreneur as well. So um, things that we absolutely love to talk about and hear about on the Busy Mumsy podcast. So it is thrilling to have you here. And as someone who really has laid down some mega groundwork and inspiring people all across the UK in fitness, and you have the abs to prove it. My friends, <laughs> if you have not been on to Rianne's Instagram, check out our abs. And with that said, because this is a parenting Rest in podcast, peace, abs. I have two babies now, but yeah, I, I did. Two babies I now, which did. Is what I talking about because this is a parenting podcast. And yeah. I have to ask because so many people get so caught up in this. What was it like for you? Let's talk baby number one first. Yeah. What was it like for you to give up your body for the first time? Um, to allow another human to grow, to take space in your body with as you are someone who was just, your body was fitness, right? It was health. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was such a priority. Strong, so yeah, now through. now yeah. everything becomes scrambled eggs. Yeah. What was that for you and how did you navigate that? So I'm not going to lie. I found it so challenging because I had this vision that I was going to be like this rock star pregnant person being like, look, everybody, you can do it. You can stay fit. You can eat weight. And pregnancy hit me like a ton of bricks. I had morning sickness slash all day sickness till seven months. So I like, I literally vomited the entire time. Um, my energy was terrible. My mood was okay, but just the constant sickness made me so depressed. Um, and then I actually had quite a lot of complications. So at week 27, I had my first hemorrhage, um, week 28, I had my second one and in week 29, I was put on bed rest. So like, this is me who is like literally never not exercised a day in my life being told to go on bed rest. I was running a fitness business and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like there is absolutely no way. And so that was mentally 
one of the most challenging things I've ever done for sure. Um, so yeah, I definitely did not rock my first pregnancy. Um, and I just found everything just a whirlwind of chaos <laughs> to be totally honest. Well, then, well, then I, then I immediately think, well, you had baby number two. So then if baby, if I, I'm sorry, I, and, and it's up to you if you would like to share their names of or course. not. Oh, my, my, um, my first one is Maisie and my second one is Lola. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Maisie and Lola. I love it. Thank you. So you have Maisie and you know, because of the, are there like two years between the two or of two them? Two years apart, yeah. Two years apart. So you, you did allow some time, but what was then the mental side of it for you postpartum after going through the not so Instagram, social yeah. media, like perfection that we live yeah. in, Thank you Hollywood, but like, what was that like for you then in postpartum? So postpartum, I, I found equally as hard. My, my, um, Maisie was actually born five weeks early. So I had another hemorrhage. She was born by emergency cesarean and she was in the NICU for about three and a half weeks. And that was basically on the, like on the first day of lockdown. So it was pandemic. We had just locked down. Nobody knew, you know, what COVID meant for babies for, or for us. Um, the hospital would only let me come for certain hours. My husband couldn't come. So like, literally I was terrified. I was exhausted. I was pumping at home and trying to take all my milk in. Um, I was moving around far too much for somebody who had just had a C-section. And then by the time she got back, she had such a hard time latching because obviously she had been bottle fed my milk for almost a month that I had to continue to pump. <laughs> so I, I tried to do like exclusively my own milk, but I had to pump everything, which was just soul destroying. I mean, it literally was so hard, um, very painful. And then she had reflux. So it was just like one issue after the other, her reflux was terrible. I was going yeah. through a lot of changes with work. So like literally postpartum, I was not in a good way. Adia as well had like the worst reflux, but it, is Adia so stressful. it was so stressful. And we actually went the bottle um, fed route the whole way through. I, I did not breastfeed and I, and I do not have mom guilt for that at all. It was yeah. a decision. That's the route that I went. And I'll have to say, even that in itself hits you like a wrecking ball of trying really? to figure out what is right for your child. Yeah. It, yeah. And there was no manual. Like why, why didn't they hand me like, you know, a 75 page manual? Like when I get a Fisher price, like new toy for her, they yeah. give me a, you know, a 75 page. Like, yeah, come on. Like, let, let's be real about this. It's, it's pretty mega when it comes to a Fisher price toy, but there was nothing like that with the human. Yeah. You just kind of get sent home and they're like very concerned about your baby, which they should be, but they're like, you know, how's your baby? Are they eating? would you like to harm her? So you're like, no, oh my God, no. And they're like, okay, then you're fine. Bye. So you're like, oh, um, I'm actually not fine, but okay, I'll, I'll just wing it. Um, and so the reflex for me was horrible because she was already tiny. They sent her home early because of the pandemic because they didn't know how dangerous it was. And they thought it was too early in kind of the normal world, but they wanted her home just in case. So like, I was obsessed about, you know, making sure she, she got a certain amount of milk each time because they, they were, you know, they feared me, they kind of gave me the fear of life. Um, and so she was losing weight and then they wanted to put her on a Meprazole, which I didn't want. And so that the whole thing was just quite, quite stressful. I ended up going on an elimination diet and it 
cleared up thankfully so it was eggs so me eating eggs was giving her the reflux which is interesting yeah Wow. Okay. I, yeah. To be honest with you, like I, I wouldn't have not even known to do that. Was that just something from your health background, from your nutritional background that you knew to do? Because on yeah. a, that's the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah. So as a nutritionist, you would kind of say, well, you should try to look at the common allergens and see if that's something that's triggering it. And in my case, whatever was going on with her, it was. Um, so thank God I did that because if not, I don't know how I would have gotten through. So then she's just had her third birthday, or is it coming up? It's coming up. She's turning three soon. Yeah, uh, turned three. So our 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 girls oh, are like four or five weeks apart. Is she a mega diva? Oh my gosh. I, I, can't I didn't I, I didn't can't realize. Even, to be honest with you, if if she does come running in, she will grab the microphone because she loves the microphone. Like she is straight oh. up diva. Well, if mine was home right now, she she would say, Mommy, get off the phone. Like she would literally be like, you're not allowed to speak to anybody. I'm like, oh, okay. We, we um, definitely go through those times where she'll come in, she'll grab the computer screen and just crank it down because she just mm -hmm. doesn't want, she wants mommy attention 24 okay. seven, which I love because yeah. we do have to come to terms with this. They will, we will be embarrassing them soon. Like yeah, they do not want us around. And I, yeah. I fear for this day, but I know it's going to happen. I know. Don't, I can't talk about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what were your expectations? Okay, we, we got through, you know, the, the snowballs of, of the eating and, and, and yeah. getting her home safely and, and all of that, that you could not prepare for it just in the moment you have to deal with, right? Yeah. Your expectations of yourself as a mom, I find that a lot of women don't know how to handle, uh, compartmentalize, if you will, um, the expectations we put on ourselves before we have a child. And then now the human being is like lying there in our laps and yeah. relying on us. Those expectations of you of just finding you again, did you struggle with that side of it? Or was it because there was so much going on, you, it, it was just not even a priority? Um, I kind of struggled with, with everything, I think. Like I basically would get so upset that I couldn't soothe her because she was in so much pain. And I think what I was unprepared for is how much the fatigue just takes away your ability to stay calm or to cope, right? Like that, as you know, the fatigue of all night feeding and all night crying from the reflux, it just is like nothing I've ever experienced. And like, I was an athlete who used to train at 5am every day. That was nothing. Like this was a metabolic stress test like I have never experienced. So that just really got into my nervous system. And what I was unprepared for was just how emotional I found that. Um, so I wasn't really thinking about me as much until the reflux began to clear up. And then when I did kind of get there, I, again, I just assumed I would bounce back really quickly because I'm fit. Um, but I actually found you know, the C-section I had because it was emergency because of what was going on with my placenta, it was a bit more invasive than kind of the scheduled ones where you have your tea and your playlist and all you, like, kind of the ones that they, yeah, they say are like, oh, it's so lovely. Mine was not Brianne, lovely. I, I, I had a playlist. I too had a playlist. Yes. Um, and it was so painful. My, my recovery was a lot more painful than, than I had expected. And I, I remember kind of asking my mom how she felt because she had C-sections and she was like, 
really? I don't remember being painful at all. And I was like, okay, great. So it's just me. It's just me who can't handle anything. Um, my mother said the same because both my brother and I were yeah. cesarean born. Yeah. And uh, and I was actually in a quite not so great shape as well. And my mom was like, oh, it was fine. You'll, you'll, you'll totally be fine. I was like, um, I can't walk to the door. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But again. Then no I probably tried to exercise sooner than I should, obviously. You know, the advice I give everyone is to wait. But with myself, I was like, no, but I'm like in fitness, so I can do it. So then I exercised too early. Then it aggravated my, you know, all the, the typical things. I was just impatient to feel better. Um, and what I realized also is how much I rely on physical activity for my my emotional well-being because when that was taken away it was like a part of my identity was completely gone because I've been an athlete since I was 11 right like that's when I started swimming so it was just really weird not to have that yeah of course so yeah. then when did the transition of wanting to start Arta because I feel like I remember seeing Arta towards the end of 2020 am i right in saying this was it like kind of like the like the the groundwork was being laid for this um when did yeah. that spark happen yeah so i there there's always been two sides of me right so there's the fitness side which was really great that that i had the opportunity to kind of be ceo of cycle because i love fitness i it, it's just a part of me and i'm so passionate about it but then my training, my background really is in nutrition and naturopathic medicine. Your, so that's yeah, oh, it's like I mean, I, I have been on your website all morning and oh, thank you. your, your so, background is phenomenal. So it's it's actually amazing now that you're giving that gift, your knowledge out to the world and have created a business like this. Yes. Well, thank you. And so one of the things I found when I was in clinical practice, which I did kind of prior to cycle is that I, I was always super passionate about supplements and really wanted to start my own line because I couldn't find ones that I loved. I couldn't find ones that were synergistic, that looked at the root causes of things um, that people could understand that people, you know, liked because it looked chic and it looked like something that would really help them and that they could understand. And I, I also couldn't find things that were, were kind of potent enough with high quality and ingredients that would have the effect that I wanted. So when I left the fitness business, I was really kind of interested in going back to that because even though the people that I was interacting with were really engaged with health, you know, they were all trying to get more fit. They were all falling in love with movement. So many of them, you know, the majority of them that I would speak to were still having issues with all those things we all have issues with, with right? So skin, IBS, sleep, anxiety, um, your eczemas, hormone problems, fatigue. So, e so even though this was like quite a healthy cohort of people, they're still suffering from all those things because nutrition is the foundation of health, right? Like we have to eat three times a day or less or more, but it, if we aren't getting the things that we need, it doesn't really matter if you add in your exercise or the yoga, it can only do so much, right? So I really right. wanted to, to get back to that, root cause approach of how can you help people understand their health because we're not taught anything right like we we're no, literally that's, that's what i keep like everything's going on in my head right now is like you you just named everyone that 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 does walk around and that are almost like goddess god godlike in terms of their structure yeah but we're all but, but 
really we live in a society of extremists, right? We yeah. overwork out and we overwork and we we overplay, if you will. Yeah. So it that used yeah. to be like a badge of honor, right? Like I did 10 classes this week. You feel like, oh, really? Are you feeling okay? Like, um, <laughs> and look, I've, I've been there. I love cardio. I mean, I could do crazy amounts of running. I can do crazy amounts of classes. I love the adrenaline you get from that. That doesn't necessarily mean it's good for my body if I'm only doing that, right? So it's all about understanding how you can cultivate balance, the levers you can pull, for health and actually understanding what is going on. Because again, nobody's taught about their hormones, their blood sugar, how their body works. So it's unsurprising that we kind of don't know how to feel better. So I really wanted to kind of get into that and create a nutrition and supplement brand that really had a great community feel and felt accessible, but authentic and authoritative that just gives people the results that they want. And where did you come up with the name? It's a, it's a great name, but does it have like more of a wellness it means purpose? So oh. it means purpose. And we came up with it. We we came up with the company far before we came up with our name. And we we were trying to think of something like what is a, a one word because one word names are always way better. <laughs> um, what is one word that kind of really embodies why health is important? And it's like for, for me, you cannot live your purpose unless you have health, right? Like I cannot be the mom I want to be or do what I, I, I want to do in my life if I'm not healthy. So we thought that that was a, a nice way to encapsulate it. Well, I know that you had already touched on, like it is, it is for that everybody, but as mm -hmm a mom and a new mom or that expecting mom, are you honing in on kind of like that market as well? Or is, do you already have a range that is really geared towards, you know, an expecting mom or someone that is, you know, you know, on the other side of it? Yeah. So right now we are about to launch something exciting in the <laughs> mother's space. <laughs> so stay, yeah. So stay tuned. Yes. I'm busy mumsy right now, Rianne. Is, is this happening? It's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, in May, we're going to be launching, um, you know, a prenatal that can take you through pregnancy and afterwards as well. And then of Love course it. we have cellular hydration is probably my favorite product of all time. I lived on it while I was pregnant and post. I think one of the things that we're never told, well, I mean, one of the many things we just don't know about pregnancy is your electrolytes just plummet. And they're so, it, it's such a simple thing, but they are so important for every aspect of health, whether it's energy or mood or sleep or being able to predict some of breast milk. Like, I mean, our electrolyte balance is really overlooked and um, it's something, especially in pregnancy and postpartum. You, like, you know, that fluidy side of it. And you're like, wait a minute, why do, why am I still feeling off? And yet I've like got cankles for days. Eating so much water. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Exactly. So yes, I'm, I'm particularly passionate about women's health and kind of helping them through their life stages. Um, right now we've been kind of trying to address the major major issues kind of like microbiome health hormone health metabolism and now the next layer is kind of going to go into women's health how does it feel to be back doing what you have such an extensive education on i love it i'm 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 such a nerd i, I just nerd out on all of it 
it, kind of it's like you, you like have literally found you again. Yeah, in this and my team, weird, weird they, way, right? Yeah, I don't know if my team makes the right way me because but, yeah, because every day they're like, wouldn't be a day without a science lesson from Rian because like whatever comes up, I, I was like, well, did did you know that this is why this is actually happening? And it's quite nice for people to actually understand their symptoms because if not we just feel hopeless like we either think it's normal which usually it's not or there's something wrong with us which usually it's not it's just that we don't understand what's going on right so i'm super pumped i love it i do miss interacting with a lot of people so we're trying to bring in more of a community aspect now and we're brainstorming ways in which that can happen because i do miss that but i just love being back in nutrition and health it's just my well, yeah because i wanted to ask about your retreats because i yes. you know running around on your website. I, I do know that you do have the retreats. Do you have one coming up? Um, will there be more of those that people can get involved in? Yeah. So we, we paused them for the second half of last year, just to focus on um, our kind of main line. We are bringing them back this spring. Um, so, so again, another announcement here, stay tuned. We're, we're literally about to announce the next schedule on the busy mumsy podcast. Like there's no script. You're just getting it. So yeah. Yes. Uh, I, the thing I love about retreats, both for myself and for others is that when you go into a completely controlled environment, you just get better. Like <laughs> there's, there's, there's no like sneaking of anything. There's no, well, actually I'll just like, you know, eat this or have this alcohol. You're literally in an environment that is designed to make you feel great and it works. And the thing that I love about that is you really tune into the fact that like, wow, my body can actually heal itself and do incredible things if I give it the right stuff. And that's why retreats are always so empowering for people because they go and they're like, well, I've had insomnia for years. Like it's, this won't help. And by day two, they're sleeping and they're like, what? Like, this is wild. And so I really love that people can actually feel the difference because having someone tell you, you should or shouldn't eat something is, you know, not that inspiring learning that for, for yourself. Cause you've gone from eating something that doesn't suit you to eating something that really makes you thrive is is really how you create that change well with now into three years well going into three years since launching the brand where is it i mean obviously it's growing it's growing oh, yeah we launched the brand kind of softly in pandemic we didn't actually launch till end of 21 so we're just really over like 13 months 14 months and so yeah. amazing and then with that trajectory what what is like Obviously, we we have the, the pregnancy line coming up. We have more yes. retreats coming up. Where do you hope that it goes, you know, by the end of next year in terms of, is it going to just be more product? Do you think that you'll have a physical space for something like this? I mean, are there hopes and dreams of coming back to that? Or do you feel that we're kind of like done with that? And this is where, you know, online virtual retreats is where you'll just thrive. Yeah, no, I'm never done with in-person just because I think it's so important for for everyone's health, right? Like social connection is important. And yes, we can do everything online, but do we really want to? Not, not really. So my dream is, of course, to go back to a space at some point. I don't think it's going to be in the next year, um, but it's definitely on my list. 
this next year and a half, I really just want to expand the range into the specialist products for women, for women's health, you know, some more nootropics. And I also really want to expand our nutrition offering because I think that's one of the things that people really love about our brand. We offer nutrition as well because nutrition is the foundation of health, like I said. So there's a lot of people who you know, may be interested in taking supplements, but maybe they can't afford to, or they don't know where to start, but actually everybody has to eat and seeing a nutritionist sometimes can just be prohibitive in terms of cost. So I really wanted to make programs that you can purchase. They're not expensive, but they give you the knowledge that you need. And then a bank of recipes that are just incredible, but also super healthful. Um, so that you can kind of start on your own and get healthy on your own. So we're definitely going to be bringing out more targeted ones for that, which is exciting. And how are you juggling this all? Because you've got two children. Not very well. <laughs> I've got one a dog and a husband, and I, I don't wrangle the three of them that well either. How are you head, like, head on right to navigate the wild world of parenting, but then navigate the wild world of business? Yeah, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I find it really challenging. And um, the thing that I need to do in order to be able to handle it is just take care of my health. Because when I don't, you know, you become, you just become unhinged. Um, <laughs> because I still like my what I am right now unhinged. Well, I mean, literally, like I, one of the things that people ask me most is, do I drink alcohol? I don't know why people care so much whether I drink or not. But um, it's something I get I get asked kind of weekly and my answer right now is no. And it's not because I'm trying to be sober or I think it's, you know, horrible to enjoy wine, but like when I drink wine on no sleep and two infants and a husband, which is probably more work than the, than the infants, as you know, um, and a business, I'm literally unhinged. I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack for seven days. Like there's no catching up on sleep. These people who are asking me being like, why don't you want to have a drink? I'm like, because I don't get to sleep afterwards. There's no sleep. So when I, when I have more alcohol or if I have more sugar, like I am not able to cope because it just affects your energy so much. So right now I'm buckling down on just really trying to take care of, of, of myself, of eating really well, of, of doing the right types of exercise and trying to kind of nap and sleep when I can, because if not, it's too much. Right. So we can only handle a certain amount at certain times. And right now, of course, I wish I could see my friends more. Of course, I wish I could do more, but it's just a phase. And right now I'm really wanting to spend as much time with my girls as I possibly can, because when we blank, it'll be over. And then that's it. And like, it's such a great age. It's hard, but it's so great. And I really want to get this business firing. So at this phase, I just need to really try to stay mentally well. And the way I, I do that is just by taking care of my health. Well, health is one thing. For that expecting busy mumsy, because I, I love to pass the torch to, um, yeah. for, for the guests to pass that torch, that expecting busy mumsy who is perhaps baby number one, baby number two, baby number five, but still yeah. has and wears that entrepreneurial hat. Yeah. Was there anything for you that like five tips or just one thing that really kept you kind of grounded to be able to, to see and do both? I just had to stay focused on the fact that I believe in this so much that it's worth it, right? Mm. Because I don't think, and most entrepreneurs will only be doing things that they think 
is worth it, right? Because if not, why are you doing it? But so I think just staying really focused on your purpose, really confident in the fact that you know what you're doing and you know why it's important. You just need to come back to that all the time. And then look, I, I have a very supportive husband. He's, uh, he's my number one fan. So he, he keeps me feeling like I can really take it all on when I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, yes, you can. And you need to, and this is great, you know, and he's a bit of a cheerleader. Right. Like there's no yeah. shame in having that partner, that village, no, it. that entire community, like still oh, totally you. Like we need it. Like I actually found right after I had Adia and my husband came back to Uganda, I was like, well, I don't need help. I can do this. I can run a business and I can be a mom and oh, no, figure that help. out and tried to walk around my apartment teaching, you know, three weeks post cesarean. Yeah, sure. I can do that. No, right. No, no, no. you no. can't. Yeah. And I like, I had to get good at asking for help just because as you say, you know, I'm used to just being like really strong and doing it on my own and, you know, blah, blah, blah. so I had to be like, look, I, I need you for the next three weeks. Like, I don't care if you have to go back to work, but you have to come home at five and help me with bath time and bedtime. Cause it's like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> right. Like when you first have that second baby and you've had a C-section, the hours between five and seven, it blew my mind how stressful and challenging it was. And he, and he was just like, okay, okay. And he did it. Like he, he literally like left work, came home, was home at like five 15, just because I was like, I cannot cope. So it's just being like really honest with when you need help and not feeling bad about it. Like why, why would anyone expect you to be able to do everything on your own? That's not how this is set up. So I think it's just, you know, not having that guilt or shame is important. I love that. Rianne Stevenson, thank you so much for sharing so much about you personally and also your glorious business, Arta. All the information is going to be in this week's Busy Mumsy podcast show notes. So you can head there and it will take you to all things Arta and Rianne Stevenson. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.